his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. With us right now, Phil Holloway back with us to talk about all this stuff with Memphis and beyond. Fox News legal analyst, former police officer, so I really want his opinion on the actions of the cops from Memphis. Phil, how are you? Happy Monday to you, if it can be a happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday to you guys, too. Hope everybody's doing well. Well, we're doing well because one thing that has been settled uh, this afternoon, I'm sure you're clear about this, or, or, you know, watching over social media, that this was still white supremacy, what happened in Memphis. You, you're buttoned up on that, right, Phil? Uh, oh, yeah, clear. Right? Crystal clear. Absolutely, uh, because we all know that white supremacy lurks behind every uh, tree and under every rock, everywhere, just regardless of any other circumstances. Everything that plagues the world is uh, is some symptom of white supremacy, of course. Well, what was your reaction? You know, I, I talked about going home on Friday, and it was obviously I, I listened to some of the coverage before I even saw the video, and then I sat and, and watched it before I had to go to a party on Friday night, but you used to be an officer. The one thing for, for me is that typically, Phil, and you and I have talked about a lot of these cases, um, Jacob Blake and beyond, and of course we are ground zero with Darren Wilson and Mike Brown here, but typically there's a gun that's pointed or you reach for a knife or something else that would be threatening a car, using a car as a weapon. There was none of that here. Well, a couple of observations here, and, and this is based on my experience as a patrol officer, and, and, and you know, and I, I'm still involved with, with it. It's, I'm an advisor to law enforcement. I go through all the same training every year. I keep up my certification and all that, and I try to stay plugged into to these issues. But look, when I started in this, we didn't do a lot of tasers. We didn't have those. We didn't have a lot of the goodies these uh, men and women carry around with them on their duty belts these days. But what I see here. Um, just as a uh, just as an initial matter, when they when they pulled Nichols out of the car, he was pretty quickly tasered, and they were screaming, "Get on the ground! Get on the ground!" and other things. and And it seems like they are so amped up that they yeah. just give these repeated commands to get on the ground, but he's still on the ground. And on top of that, there's multiple of them. I don't know. I can't tell at this point. This is in the first confrontation. There were multiple officers. He was on the ground. And then at some point, that wasn't good enough. Somebody wanted him on the stomach, which is fine. But they're shouting all sorts of things at him. Um, and imagine if you are, you know, Nichols at this point, and you got people screaming at you at the top of their lungs, and you feel like you've complied. He's on the ground, and, and the, the commands seem to be confusing and maybe contradictory. Um, he's he's basically trying to figure out what the hell do they want him to do, and so they they decide they're going to tase him. And guess what they have to do? Uh, they have to they have to let 
loose of him. They have to let him go and stand back so they can tase him. Well, guess what happens when you've got it? When you're piled on the guy and you've got him on the ground under control, and you get up and, and leave, he's going to get up and run for his life, which is what he did. Right. Uh, and then, and then we hear these calls for retraining. Okay, this is not a training issue because cops already know that it's a crime to beat a handcuffed man to death. They know not to torture people, and there's no amount of training, I don't think, that can instill basic human decency and morality. Um, and these guys just acted like animals. But is it a is it a um, quality of hiring issue? And that's let me it play may, this. Let me it, get your reaction, Phil. This this is Van Jones, who spouted a lot of nonsense on CNN. But let me get your reaction to this. Uh, there are some things that we aren't even talking about that we should be. Federal money goes to local law enforcement every day, and yet there is no standard for local law enforcement to screen for sociopaths, for psychopaths at all. People don't, people don't know that. You literally have uh, uh, you know, thousands of police departments. They are hiring every day. There is no federal standard to make sure we don't have sociopath and psychopaths. Start with that. I don't know how you would start with that, but I, here's where I think his point is interesting, and I heard some of this discussion over the weekend, Phil Holloway, is that, you know, because these departments and, you know, we see this across society, are desperate for workers, that are they lowering the standards too much? These were all young black yeah. officers. Yeah, Van Jones is full of bull Stein, okay? You don't need to hit the dump button. This is BS, okay? Uh, you know, almost all law enforcement agencies have, as part of their hiring process, a psyche, a psyche valve. It's done um, by, you know, trained psychologists or maybe even psychiatrists, and they do their best to weed out some of these things. But I think the broader point that maybe we started lowering some standards, there probably is some truth to that, uh, as I understand it, particularly with respect to Memphis Police Department. So you're having, you know, negligence in, in hiring, negligence in training, well, not training, but supervising these guys. This, you know, they acted like gangsters. They acted like street thugs. They didn't act like police yeah. officers. So this is what is so perplexing is like, how in the world did did we get this particular subculture in this particular unit in this particular police department? How did it get that bad? Um, I think if we focus our our quest for answers, you know, looking for that answer is to, is to how did they, these guys didn't just walk on board the, the police department one day and go out and start acting like uh, criminal street thugs that immediately. Something happened, and it was a progression to get to this um, place with them, and, and how it got there uh, is, is what's important. But it, to say that there's no way to screen out sociopaths. I mean, obviously, are you going to get some that you know make their way through? Of course, nothing is perfect. But to say that there are no um, procedures in place to to do psyche valves on in, inbound cops is crazy. You know, I, I have a fair amount of friends, a uh, couple of closer friends who are police officers here in St. Louis. We have a lot of violence in in the city. We have people that are afraid to come downtown, unfortunately, from the suburbs. And one of the things that I was thinking about Friday night and into the weekend, Phil, when I was seeing these videos, is how all of these other officers feel and their families. Because I can't imagine being a, a good cop and watching this and then thinking, I have to go out and try to do my job when I know I'm going to be attacked by people. And also not only attacked by people ver verbally, but you know that there are people out there that and I'm a little surprised there weren't more confrontations over the weekend, they're going to try to push buttons over this with cops. And now, when their job was nearly impossible to begin with, it's even more impossible because of this video or these videos. Not, not only that, but think, think about, you know, they're going to lose 
um, a lot of officers to attrition sure. through the normal type of you know retirements. They're moving away, doing into selling cars or radio or something like that. So you're going to have some attrition, and you know they're already short. They're very short nationwide, not just in Memphis, but everywhere. So getting good quality applicants is going to be the problem because it, you're going to either have to do one of two things. You're going to have to make the pay uh, really, really good, which is going to be a problem for any government job, or you're going to have to start taking more people that you would not have otherwise hired, or you're going to have to do without. You're going to have to operate short handed. Uh, and, and none of those are particularly palatable to police managers, but you know the, the need for cops is out there. The you know, the demand is not going to go away. They're going to have to find some solution, um, and I don't know what it is. I'm glad I'm not the one that is tasked with that, but the, the shortage of qualified applicants coming in at the very bottom, okay, who are starting out in their careers, the 25-year-olds or whatever with college degree, that kind of stuff, or even without a college, or maybe with a couple of years of college or something like that, the, the good quality applicants are going to be few and far between, and, and things like this make it less likely that that problem is going to resolve itself anytime soon. I don't even know what the solutions are because it's such a mess right now. Phil Holloway, Fox News legal analyst. Let me ask one more question about something that's unrelated here because I'm, I'm fascinated by this. We've seen a lot of cases that have come forward with DNA evidence from the past. Um, and I remember this story quite well from the early 80s. I was living here in St. Louis at the time going to high school, but I had moved from Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago, in the late 70s. And this story took place in Wheaton, Illinois, which is one of the suburbs. It was September of 1982 when seven people were killed after taking Tylenol pills. They were known as the uh, Tylenol, you know, murders. And they never found out who the murderer was. There was someone who was arrested because he made threats in the aftermath, but they don't think that was the killer, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, I remember that, too, and I think we might be aging and dating ourselves by— Probably. But, but I remember hearing about this, and, I, you know, it's something that sticks out very vividly with me from my youth and my childhood. You know, and I don't know—I'm not an expert in DNA. I've, I've of course, dealt with it on a, in, in my practice and, and whatnot through the course of my career, but I, I do know a lot about cold cases. I do have some um, experience working with these cases, uh, also in, you know, our podcast of mine— has dealt a lot with cold cases. So it, it's always things that that uh, over time you get advances in technology, you get um, additional evidence. You, you might even have some person that decides to, to, to drop a dime after several decades and tell what they know that will break a case wide open. And sometimes it might be after the perpetrator has maybe passed away. But these, these families and the, the survivors need this kind of closure. This DNA stuff, what they're trying to do is they're basically trying to um, use touch DNA to develop um, not necessarily the profile of the killer, but you know they're going to they're going to take the genes on this DNA that they find and and look to see where it might show up in a a distant relative a third or fourth or a fifth cousin and then they're going to try to give that information back to the investigators and kind of like they did in Idaho with those kill, those murders out there they can start putting it together with other information that they might already have to start narrowing it down to uh, hopefully identify a suspect 38 years after the murders and they're not giving up at this point which is very interesting it'd be nice to have some resolution in that particular case. Phil Holloway, awesome to have you on. You have a great week, hopefully a little bit happier than some of the things that happened last week. Anytime, guys. Take care. All right, Thank take you. care. That's Phil Holloway with us at 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. 
But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, Mom and Dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.